Welcome to Tabletop Game Talk, a show where we talk about tabletop games and gaming topics of all kinds. This week, we're talking about going through phases. Gaming phases. I'm one of your hosts, Fletcher. I'm Kitty. And I'm Chris. It's just a phase. Arcadia Quest, Gloomhaven, Kickstarter, Keyforge, D&D, Car Wars, Railroad Inc., back to Keyforge. It's all just a phase. And sure, some of those phases come and go, but others, not so much. What are gaming phases? Is it just cult of the new behavior? Is it more about the games or the people we play them with? And what can we learn about past phases? But first, as always, a thank you to our Patreon friends of the show. I don't know why I said it that way. Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, Sahara Wetworth, <laughs> Michael Finley, Listener Doug, and the Gift of Games in Gray's Lake. And a thank you to all of our other patrons as well. Um, yeah, if you joined us on Zoom in our live audience, you are one of a handful and a half. But that's because we were unsure if we were going to record at a normal time. We ah, now I got signed out of Google. <laughs> it waited until we started recording. <laughs> and if you if are part that- of our live audience, you'd understand. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to understand why Kitty screams in the middle of our intro, join us. TabletopGameTalk.com slash live Mondays, 830 I mean, Central. honestly, if you want to know why Kitty screams in the middle of our intro, you haven't listened to more than two episodes because they do it like every other week. <laughs> this is- I hate letting Chris finish sentences. Why would you do that? That would not be useful. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to talk back at us and yell at Kitty, you can do that on our Discord. Uh, she often listens these days. Uh, however, Fletcher does not. I would he say completely I'm mildly active on Discord. Everything <laughs> that's not like immediately between eight thirty, well nine eight thirty, eight thirty and ten oh six when you go walk your dog. Um, but otherwise, <laughs> you can talk to Kitty and I on Discord. Uh, also, you can play games with Kitty and I on Board Game Arena. Man, I'm just calling Fletcher out left and right right now. Uh, yes. You know, you managed to get me and Fletcher together on the same episode this week, so I that's did. something. I, that, I think this is, it's been a while since... Uh, it's been like a month. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm going to go with it and be like, okay, we're good, we're happy, everything's good. Um, speaking of Google logging me out, that just happened to me too, so I'm... I don't really need my notes because of stuff, but I tried to edit them, and it's like, no, you can't edit because this. Because you wrote this them? Um, Kitty, how's your fantasy league going this week? Well, if Nick Chubb manages to score 12 points in the next... Um, what, really? 22 minutes. Yeah. Has he just had an did, amazing game? Did you not know? No, I haven't been watching because I'm like, I'm up by 40 points. This guy would have to score like 40 points for me to lose. You were only up by 30 points, and he scored 16 so far. Right. It's Nick Chubb. Have you seen Nick Chubb lift weights? No. They keep showing this. Anytime you watch a Browns game, they're like, check out this crazy person's workout routine. And yeah, he lifts like hundreds and hundreds of pounds. He's he's just a beast. And um, I don't want to count on him to get 12 more points because I'm probably still going to lose to you. But, you know, it's not impossible. It's, no, because you're only Nick Chubb. you're halfway through the <laughs> just a little over halfway through the game. You have 17 yeah. points. And you just need 12 more for the other half. Um, yeah, no, this will be interesting. By the end of the podcast, we'll know whether or not Kitty we'll beat know. me in our fantasy <laughs> it's, football matchup. It's probably not going to go my way. But it's going to be – it's closer than you thought it was. You thought it was over. Yeah, I did. You uh, were yeah. ready for me to just be like, oh, I had a terrible week. I lost. But no, I had a weird week where half of my team scored 30 points and the other half of my team scored five. Yeah, so if you hear another But scream, so did you randomly from kitty that's that's because yeah i'm not watching the game i can't i don't want to be that person <laughs> no again so it is halloween we're recording on <laughs> halloween so speaking of all things and yeah so kitty and i have small children that went out for halloween but again we covered all of that in our pre-show so join our live audience to find out about halloween extensively yeah we talked a lot about halloween in the pre-show yeah. I mean, the moral of the story though is we have really cute kids and a lot of candy mm-hmm. so <laughs> I, before I ask Fletcher how your weekend was, I am going to plug something that I don't really need to plug, but I'm going to plug it anyway. Cthulhu Death May Die is in the middle of a Kickstarter right now. It is one of my favorite games of all time. If you want to try out Cthulhu Death May Die and say, hey, what's this all about? 
then go and back it on Kickstarter. Honestly, you can drop $100 on it, get the standalone expansion, plus all the stri- Kickstarter extras, and the Kickstarter extras, will you can sell that for double or triple. Um, people are complaining because they added the last campaign's Kickstarter extras to this. And it's $120 to get all of the extras from the last campaign. And people are like, that's so expensive. Uh, and it's really not, even if you just look at what it gives you, it's not. But... I don't think people realize that this has been selling for $400 on eBay for like the last year. And now it's like republished for $120. So anyway, Clues Through Death May Die. It's an amazing game um, that Fletcher and Kitty have not played. Because you won't no, share, you stinker. I know. It is yeah. good. Fletcher did give me an open invite to his house. So let me know when you're ready to go over to Fletcher's house and play Cthulhu Death May Die. Spencer owes me. So. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, but do you yeah. get the game? Yes, you get the game for $100. Um, you don't get the season one and two of the game. That season one and two are not part of this Kickstarter, but you can find them retail. And if they're in print, you can find them for, you know, normal prices. If they're not in print, you can find them for inflated prices. Um, it is, it is one of those games that's just that good that people are constantly trying to get more of it. So yeah, that's my public service announcement. Go buy Cthulhu Death May Die. Fletcher, um, are you going to buy Cthulhu Death May Die? Probably not because you own it. Yeah. But you could play it whenever you wanted if you wanted it. How was your weekend, Fletcher? Yeah. What did you do for Halloween? Um, so on Saturday, I went to a Halloween party with Carmen. That was a lot of fun. What did you dress up as? Um, I dressed up as... So <laughs> the, it, it was a costume mandatory party. Um, as you have everyone wore party. costumes. Yeah, you have to do that <laughs> when you're an adult. Because if you were on an adult yeah. Halloween party, you have to say costumes are mandatory. Because if you say optional, then you have two people wearing costumes. No and, one will wear a yeah. costume. No, no, yeah. no. It has to yeah. be mandatory. No, I think there was like two people not wearing costumes, but everyone else was wearing costumes. And they said that the theme, um, they wanted it to be like Looney Tunes. So they were like, please dress up as a Looney Tunes character. So I was like, okay. Um Carmen had already bought a costume um, and she was going to wear that. It wasn't Looney Tunes. Um, but for me, I dressed up as Yosemite Sam. Um, <laughs> actually, I think I have the mustache right here. <laughs> no. We've lost Fletcher to go find We've a mustache. We've lost Fletcher to a mustache. Chris, nope. you should watch this that is, link this I is great, This is a great pod, by the way. Yeah. But. All right. That is a great mustache. That is essentially... Oh, man. If you had... Imagine, Imagine it, Yosemite it Sam. It looks like yeah. a feather boa. No, no, no. I, I was going to say mustache. it looks like Fletcher's face was a butt and he has two <laughs> red foxtails hanging from it. That's what this looks like, which is correct. It's like spot on, but that's what it is. But yeah. So, I mean, I had pretty much the whole thing already. He has, he wears a red shirt and blue jeans and black cowboy boots. I have all that. <laughs> and then a cowboy hat. I have a cowboy hat. Um, and I just needed like a yellow kind of bow tie thing. And then this big old mustache. Um, and Carmen, Carmen made this. Those just out of like some fabric. Those are the best costumes. I remember, um, when I was a kid, I, I worked at McDonald's and I went as, as Halloween, I was dressed up as a janitor and everyone thought I was just the janitor at McDonald's. It wasn't a McDonald's janitor. I just was had like overalls and stuff. And, and like, no, that's oh. <laughs> just a costume. Um, but yeah, so like they said, the theme is Looney Tunes. I was the only person to dress up as the Looney Tunes character besides the host. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone else was not a Looney Tunes character. So to be fair, it's kind of hard to set a theme because like most people are not just going to wear a costume for one event. No one's going to get their costume just for the one thing. So, you know. It's like, I'm not going to get my Looney Tunes costume just to go to this one party. But maybe that's just me. I'm kind of a stinker. It would have to be a really good party for... I mean, it depends. It depends on how hard the theme is. Looney Tunes is not the easiest of themes, though. Not everyone has cowboy boots and a cowboy hat just hanging around. I mean, I think a a lot of people do. I do. (laughs) They're not like nice ones, but I have them. Yeah. Also, I have a lot of weird things hanging around my house. So, you know. No comment. That that was my Saturday, and that was good. Uh, Sunday, yesterday, uh, was my birthday. So, Carmen and I went out for dinner. 
Happy birthday. Uh, Welcome to 27. Thank you. Uh, we we just went out to dinner for really at a really nice restaurant, which Chris would hate, but I liked a lot. Um, <laughs> oh, why would Chris hate it? Was you didn't it good? listen to last week's episode. Yeah, I didn't. It was really busy with Halloween, and also painting. That's all I did. Is I painted, and we got our our mattress was delivered on Friday, and that was extremely stressful to get our bedroom painted before the mattress was delivered, and um. And then as soon as the mattress was delivered, I completely shifted my attention onto Halloween costumes. And that's all I've done for the past week is I painted. Yeah. And then what did Halloween you listen to while you were making Halloween costumes? Uh, I watched YouTube a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I honestly, it takes a lot of reading and instruction following. So I don't do anything that requires a lot of brain power. If it's something I've done a lot before, there's a lot of like straight lines involved. But these were not that. <laughs> That's fair. All right, Fletcher, what, what restaurant did you go to? Bavette's. It's uh, uh, downtown. I do not know that one. Bavette's Bar and Booth. It's a, it's a steakhouse. It's a really fancy steakhouse. Well, as long as really you good. enjoyed it, that's what's important. It was your birthday. Yes. Uh, and today I passed out some candy and I watched... Um, the horror movie Barbarian, if I can give a quick shout out. It, it's uh, it's really good. And it was made by, it's made, it was written and directed by my cousin-in-law, um, the, the husband to my, to my cousin. That's a cousin-in-law. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yes. Um, it's on, it's on HBO. Um, so huh. if you like, a, if you like a good horror movie, it's not, it's not super gory. Um, it's, it's really good. You can look up reviews, but I highly recommend it. All right. Barbarian. I'll watch it. Have I met your cousin? Is this the cousin I met? Um, yes. Sarah. All right. You, you met Sarah. All right. She was in my wedding. I'll watch it because I Her met husband, Sarah. Yeah. And uh, she, um, she's in it. She doesn't have uh, she's not, she has like a speaking role, um, but you don't see her. All right. So she speaks, but you can't see her. Yes. That's like the opposite of most things. <laughs> I know. Because I was in a movie, but I did not get to speak. But you could see me. <laughs> Briefly. If you pause. She does, she does some like voiceover. Um, I yeah. was very blurry. Um, for those who don't know, that was but, one of the Batmans. Um, yeah, it was Actually, it, The Dark Knight. It, I was uh, if, extra. If you, if you want to see my cousin, she's in a Netflix movie um, called Blonde. She's in like the first 20 minutes of the movie. Um, that big. I already met her in real life. Marilyn so Monroe. That's fine. But everyone else, if you want to meet her, blonde Netflix <laughs> first yeah. twenty minutes. Yeah. Oh, all right. Um, Kitty, anything else to add besides not listening to our podcast? I painted. Um, it was. I learned that Tempur-Pedic mattresses can't be bent, so it was very close to them showing up with the mattress and then leaving again with the mattress. Um, why was it bent? Uh, no, they weren't sure they'd be able to get it up our staircase. Oh, that's so because they you can't, like, you know, normally you just like bend the mattress a little, and they're like, nope, it can't do that. And they were like, we'll just leave it downstairs, and then you can bend it and carry it up the stairs, but we're not allowed to do that. But they were able to get it up. We have a very large staircase, too. So I was like, if you can't get this mattress up our stairs, how does anyone get this mattress in yeah. their home? I haven't seen your staircase, but I was imagining like a spiral staircase. No, it's it's big and open. I mean, though. it's it's very open. I could go take everyone there now, but it only helps the people on video, so <laughs> probably not great podcast. But Terrible it is it is spiral esque. Like there's three levels, and it makes a um, not a full turn, but like um, three quarters of a turn. Yeah, it's a big staircase. They should not have had a problem a- with that. They should not have had an issue. Normally, delivery people show up to my house and they're like, what a delight. I can just carry this piece of furniture through all of the double doors (laughs) and open staircases. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that nobody says, what a delight. I can just carry this piece of furniture up those stairs. (sighs) Although, I will say that it is easier This was the first piece we've had to go upstairs. We've had a lot of couches come in, though, that people are like, I can tell the guys walk through the double doors like... Yes, because there's a lot of couch deliveries to apartment buildings that I have witnessed that are not like that. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, like if you have to carry furniture upstairs, you want it to be those stairs. Uh-huh. And that concludes Tabletop Furniture Talk. Let's talk about faces. <laughs> going to see how long I could just keep you guys off topic. Uh, 15 minutes. That's but, how know. long. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about bad. phases today because... I don't know. I'm always you go going through phases. Moon. <laughs> it's just it's just what it is. Um and honestly, since I thought about having this podcast and now that we're actually recording it, I think I've gone through two more phases. So like I don't know how long a phase has to last before it's an actual phase versus Acceptance. just a fleeting thought. <laughs> Denial, anger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bargaining all of these things <laughs> um but yeah so i figured this would be an interesting one because i you know if you've been listening to this podcast for over six years it's been over six years it's been a long time over six years um you will know that we've talked about a lot of things intensely and then all of a sudden we just stop talking about certain things um i think probably the biggest longest phase is kickstarter but Different games have also had quite a bit of, I don't know, shelf life, showtime, uh, whatever the case might be, including things like, you know, um, you know, more, more recently, like Railroad Inc. We used to talk about that every single episode. And then it's just sort of stopped. We're still playing it. We were literally talking about it before we started recording. Um, but it's one of those Chris things. stole where- my victory. Hey. I won by my second place. Fair and square. Your second place victory. I think Brian beat (laughs) us both by like six points, but you know, hey. (laughs) But that's so it's like it's hard to not go through phases because that's just human nature. And I did a, a very, very quick Google on phases and came up with nothing because it was very, very quick. Uh, but I did see someone's like comment a reply to phases. And I thought this was good enough to actually just read verbatim because this sort of just sets the scene for everything. And it, the question was, why do people go through phases? And the response was people get interested in things and tend to latch onto them until they get bored or something new comes along. It happens on a personal level with musical tastes, with relationships, people you hang out with, words, work, word ta- food tastes, and more. It also happens on a society level as well with fashion, music. Um, music trends tend to tra- change every 10 years or how certain actors tend to become the it star uh, happens with technology. We went from Sony Walkmans to smartphones in a span of 40 years. They've even come up with a word for it when it occurs for a small period of times, and they call that trendy. Humans enjoy learning and trying new things. It's a prerequisite to finding out what you like and enjoy. Some people call it discovering yourself. It helped our ancestors find out what worked and what didn't, such as making spears, clothes, and finding food. I don't know if he's... This seems like a, a stretch, but I'm, I'm going to go with it. Um, foods that were safe to eat. Um, and then he says he must have gone through at least 30 different phases since he's still relatively young. I think 30 phases is... I think most kids go through 30 phases before they hit puberty personally, but that's a different kind of thing. So I don't know. Agree? Disagree? Yeah. I mean, I'm not a child psychologist, but (laughs) sounds about right. I think you can just have an opinion. I don't think we uh, come across with credentials, at least I haven't put any credentials in the, in the opening yet. Hey, it's on topic. Okay. (laughs) So I'm being recorded and I'm being monitored and, you must if I not say, say something, it needs to be correct. Yeah, say nothing that isn't true. <laughs> it's not tabletop game talk, my opinion. Oh, it's Ooh, <laughs> tabletop opinion talk. Hmm. Nah. It's just every week. It's That's just all we do, week. really. It's always yeah, it's just an opinion show. <laughs> I actually think our biggest topic is usually tabletop definition talk, where we just try to define a word for an hour. I've I've tried to avoid those fairly often it's all we end up doing it's it really is <laughs> so what do you think kitty is this a pretty decent definition of phase yeah all right excellent <laughs> that's great i i don't know what you want me to add to that sentiment if you want me to talk about phases but i you know it was a good definition it is a good dis- I, I, like i said i was just kind of a random what i grabbed I'm like all right yeah that makes sense so we're gonna kind of talk about this in gaming terms uh <laughs> Thank you. That's it for the podcast. Good night. So says Christopher Dog. (laughs) Um, Done and done. Let's go back to talking about Halloween. (laughs) Yeah, because what I find... (laughs) Exactly. 
What I find interesting about this, and I think the reason why this came up in the first place. Why aren't we talking about Halloween games? Because um, we've done that six more, seven, I don't know, a lot of times. It's, it's, oh, it's okay. Hard. Well, I mean, I did talk about Cthulhu Death May Die. So that was that sort of counts. Is that a Halloween game? It could be a game you could play during Halloween. It's a scary game. You could play Uno during Halloween. <sighs> <sighs> well, oh, no. <laughs> for those who don't uh, know there's ghosts as we were talking about halloween the lights in kitty's room suddenly just turned off ran- well pseudo randomly for some reason she has a motion sensor in her office and where she sits the motion detector doesn't notice so that just turns the lights off for her um i had was to a just go karate chop my lights back on so i'm trying to keep us back on track here so phases one of the things that I have noticed is when I go through a phase and I and I leave a particular phase, if I go back into that, it's not nearly as intense as the first time. And so we'll use Keyforge as an example. When Keyforge case first came out, like I'm like, this is the new everything in games. This is the most amazing thing ever. Um, and then the pandemic happened, and then the algorithm was lost, and then the hiatus started. And now that it's back, I'm very interested in where it goes. But I certainly don't have the same like kind of interest as the first time through because there's not as much new to discover. It's more of like, oh great, it's back. Let's see what happens. Right? It's it's not the same thing. Sydney, on the other hand. Like, it never really went away for her. There was a slight pause, but as soon as it came back, like, that same intensity also came back with it. And I don't think she ever actually completely got out of the phase. I think it was just temporarily there was nothing she could do with it until it came back. Um, But I don't – I mean – Gaming wise or otherwise, because Kitty, you actually have hobbies. Fletcher, I don't know what you do, but um, I, I tried. Wait, to we ask talked you. about this last time, didn't you? Ask me what my hobbies were. I did, like, literally last week. I did, but and he a, can't remember. That's I didn't how listen. boring and they were. B, apparently, they weren't that interesting. <laughs> so you even suggested one that I didn't even think about myself, and I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I mean, but yeah, well, all right, fine. Um, either of you, like phases, phases as they go away. Actually, let me ask this another way. What is the most recent phase you've completed? You, like, got over. You're, like, done. Like, I was super into this, and now I'm, like, eh, I'm not really into this anymore. And Fletcher's going to take a moment because he doesn't have a whole lot of things in his life besides working out. <laughs> so, Kitty, you get to go first. Uh, I don't. I don't think I walk away from phases the way that you do. I cycle my phases. Okay. So I, especially in crafting, I like to focus on one craft for a while. And then usually I mess up a project really bad. And then I walk away from it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going to do something completely <laughs> different. <laughs> and then I do that for a while. And I mess something up there. And eventually I get through enough that I cycle through all of my things so I can feel like I can start something and then I have just too many things that I've messed up and I start back at the beginning with like, now I'm going to fix the thing. Now I have the time and the energy to fix this mistake and I either fix the mistake or I admit defeat and throw away the project and start something new. But I I like the the project, the, in, the craft, the intensity of it, like with the same intensity always i just need to i don't know find a way to engage more like it's like i get it becomes too easy and it stops occupying my brain in the same way that it used to sometimes so i like that it becomes too easy so i'm gonna i'm gonna, we're gonna come back to that but fletcher i know i gave you a hard time but really no seriously what's the last phase that you completed so <clears throat> I can think of like a couple of things. And one of them is like maybe video games. I actually haven't played video games. I almost said that for you. <laughs> it was video games. Yeah. Finishing a video game. Yeah. Um, I haven't played video games in probably a while now. Maybe like three or four months, really. Um, I'll probably start getting back into that maybe by the end of next month or so. Because there's a few games I want to pick up that seem really interesting to me. But I don't think... I haven't played a video game in, in months. Um, some of that was time. and Some of that was just kind of like lack of interest. Um, but then I noticed that there's like... And maybe this is just like the YouTube algorithm. But it's like 
I, I will get into a certain genre of things to watch on YouTube. Like it'll be like car detailing. Like I don't even particularly like cars <laughs> that much, but I like, I like these videos where they either. have like car details that are like really in depth <laughs> and like interesting to watch. They're so satisfying. There's another one on, yeah, there's another one and that, that led me into like car flipping where a person buys a car and fixes it up and like does a negotiation and like tries to flip it for money. And that was kind of like interesting learning about like the car flipping and how that works and how they like repair these cars. And, you know, it leads into like A leads to B leads to C and the YouTube algorithm, like, you know, showing me these things. The YouTube algorithm um, is a dangerous downward spiral. It is. Will take you into um, all kinds I mean, of places because it took me from car detailing into cleaning out hoarded homes, which was not <laughs> as much fun as car flipping. But somehow it eventually led me still. to like like uh, <laughs> like urbanism, which is actually kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, also kind of about cars. Um, <laughs> so, but I, I think but that's yeah, it, I think phases with especially for entertainment, um, you see it pretty quickly. And and this is why you know we're definitely going to get to board games shortly, but entertainment is kind of all of that same thing. So when you say video games, you're lumping all video games into kind of a macro phase, right? But yeah. if you go, if you just talk about video games, you've gone through phases of particular kinds of games that you like, or even a particular game, sure. like right. I mean, I know that Spencer and I used to play. Um. Uh. Da, 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 da. Oh, what is the space 4x game? Galactic Civilization. Yes. You know, where it's just like, yeah, I'm just gonna play one turn for eight hours straight and forget to eat, <laughs> and then when you're done, start over and do the same thing again, and then all of a sudden one day you just wake up and you're like, no, I'm done, and that's yeah. it, right? Yeah. Spencer is yeah. especially like a completionist with video games, where he sets himself like. Whether it's going to complete the game or I'm going to complete the game and get all the achievements or whatever it is. And then once he does that, he's going to walk away from that game for like two years. And then he's just going to go back to it one day and start at the beginning. And he does this all the time with like Galactic Civilization, Skyrim, um, Mass Effect. See, you I know, and he goes through these phases constantly. I don't know. Fletcher, have you ever gone back and replayed a video game like that? Like just to play it again um not big games the only ones i've done like that would be game that are much shorter like diablo or games like world of warcraft where you create like a new character and start again kind of a thing but like final fantasy or games like skyrim or something like that i haven't like started again if the game is made to start again like you know you're playing civilization then like yes i've done that yeah yeah i don't find like, if I go through a story game, I rarely ever try to even try to go through it again. And the few times yeah. that Do I have tried... Do you reread books? Um, the only books I've ever reread was the Harry Potter series. I reread the six first ones before the seventh one came out. That's the only time I've ever reread a book. I think there are yeah. just some people who really enjoy rereading, reengaging with stories, and some people who don't. And it's just, like, a a difference that, like, there's no right or wrong. Just some people enjoy it and some people don't. And I am very much a rereader and a rewatcher and I wonder whatever if- it is. I will re-enjoy things because I consume them so quickly. I feel like I don't fully digest them. <laughs> like within two years, I have forgotten enough that I can just experience it again and sometimes it's that i've forgotten sometimes it's i never picked it up the first time and sometimes it's just you know i'm in a different life phase and things are gonna hit in different ways you know like when i read harry potter for the first time i was harry potter's age and if i was to read it now i'd be closer to the parents age (laughs) and you know that's gonna be a really different feeling and read to those books than when i was a kid yeah, you're going to be like, why is this small child going off by themselves? Where are Suddenly, adults? Molly Weasley is the best character in these books. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, this is interesting, though, because I think what I'm hearing from you is you don't really ever end a phase, which which isn't entirely true. <laughs> but so let's let's now switch 30 minutes in. We're going to switch to talking about actual games. And 
I'm gonna put you on the hot spot, hot seat, something. I think there's one there's some kind of pun I could do for pandemic, but there's some hot thing, whatever. Um <laughs> so you were playing pandemic a lot on your phone, right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put you on the hot plate. Hot plate. No, there's there's a <laughs> pandemic with a hot as a subtitle. I know it's there. Um hot zone. There you go. Thanks, Christopher. And what like you were playing that a lot. And when's the last time you've played it? Now. It's been a while. So why did you stop? I started knowing too quickly if I was going to win or not. So you just mastered it. It was no longer interesting. I don't know if I mastered it. Um, I get, maybe. I. It started to feel like a, a pattern I knew too much. It stopped being as engaging and started feeling like just something I was going through the motion. And I think... So you're, you're saying all kinds of things that I'm meaning to revisit and stuff, but you kind of you mentioned um, <laughs> like the, it stopped being engaging, right? It stopped being something that it became boring almost. Yeah. I mean, and it's not because it was bad. I go through phases. Yeah. I go through phases often. I, I fully admit I go through phases in a lot of different ways and mobile games in particular. And the way I was playing pandemic, it felt more like a mobile game. I, Probably every like three months, I'm just like done with the mobile game that I've been playing and pick up something different because I use them a lot for like filler activity while I'm waiting for something else to happen. And if it's not distracting me from that boredom by engaging me, it's not doing its job and I need something else. So once it stops being, I'm not saying as Christopher Dong has pointed out that I have become an unofficial pandemic grandmaster. I just started to know what the computer stuff was up to. I don't know, like it cuz the app is different than playing with other people cuz I'm only playing with my own thoughts and input. Right. So I I reached as good as I was going to get playing by myself. Well, and I know there are people out there better than me. But I wasn't getting any better by myself anymore. Maybe that's the thing about phases is once we stop growing from them, we want to move on to something else. It's time to move on. Yeah. I like that answer It's because it makes me feel like I'm constantly learning and growing instead of that I am flighty and, well, and I think that's <laughs> easily also, distracted. <laughs> that may also be why when we go back to something that was once a phase that we had – it's never as intense because even it's though it's less we engaging, might, yeah, we can still engage with it and we still like it, but we're not growing as much with it as we were the first time we engaged with it. Mm-hmm. I like that. Fletcher, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, the second time around, like the first time you're, you can, you can spend a lot of time just like learning and kind of like getting into it. Um, the second time is, or subsequent times, you can kind of like move past that phase. Maybe you need a quick refresher, but uh, you can move that past that phase a little much faster. And it can be more about, you know, other aspects, I think. I wonder if we can do like to do something about people's personalities by how long certain phases last. Because I keep thinking Wordle, <laughs> which I mean, Wordle was when you get to a like a social level or a community level, it becomes not a phase, but a fad. Um, but they're essentially the same thing, right? And I'm wondering... I'm still playing Wordle. You're still playing Wordle? <laughs> I still play Wordle every day. <laughs> wow. I, for some reason, it just I just stopped one day. I just stopped doing it. Fletcher, you yeah, were playing for a little I, while, I right? St- yeah, I, st- I think I pretty much stopped when they changed it over to the New York Times version. Um, I will tell you why I still play Wordle. Because my brother still plays Wordle. Yes. And me and my brother send each other our scores every day. And it's a real person that I'm close with who I will often engage in a conversation with about it. Because it's not just like, you know, we were sharing them on the Discord. Everyone would just go throw up their scores, not just for Wordle, but for all of the Wordle-like activities. And that was just too much for me to take it. Nobody was engaging. Nobody was talking about like, oh, I couldn't get this. Because number one, we were trying to like keep the secret still. Right. And number two, it was just too many people talking in too many 
places about similar but not quite the same thing. And with it, with the one-on-one connection, that keeps me much more engaged than with the a broader thing. And me and my brother, we play Wordle and we play Framed every day. And if he doesn't send me his score, I have to call him and make sure he's still alive. <laughs> that's that's fair. Just checking in, still breathing. Then why haven't you posted your score? <laughs> Yeah, I think that this is that connection can really draw phases out way longer than Mm -hmm. otherwise. Like, I mean, I was playing Legends of Runeterra, which is a mobile game uh, card game based on the uh, League of Legends IP. And I played it every single day for a year and a half, almost. I, I think it was a solid year and a half and never played it with anybody I knew. I just enjoyed logging in, playing it, unlocking. In that case, it was like unlocking things and and gaining credits and stuff. And then when I stopped playing, nobody missed it. Nobody like nobody I knew. Yeah, said, nobody hey, texted you and said, "Hey, are you alive? Are you alive?" Right. <laughs> so it was very easy for me to just walk away from it. Um, actually, earlier in the in the chat here, Christopher Dong made a joke that podcasting is a phase, right? Yeah. And <laughs> honestly, it is. Like, there's been we've gone through several phases of the podcast where, you know, from the very beginning, where it's like, I just want to make sure that we just don't fade away after 10 episodes. That was my chief goal. And then it was like getting the listener counts up. And then it was all about the stats. And then it was like, you know, this quality, that quality. And now it's, I just want to talk to you guys once a week. And the people who want to listen, great, listen. But at least two dozen times in the last six years, I would have just ended the podcast if it wasn't for that particular aspect of it. And we've talked about this before. And it keeps that, I don't know if it's a phase anymore. It's it's almost a tradition at this point, but it keeps that alive. It keeps it interesting because other people are interesting. And as we, you know, work together, communicate together, I don't know. I just I just like talking to you guys um or talking at you half the time. But still you get the idea. <laughs> so speaking of talking at me, I have an insight I think on myself here, I'm going to out myself for my gaming phases and why I go through gaming phases. I find a game. I really enjoy it. I teach it to everyone I know. They get better at me, (laughs) better at the game than I do. And I don't want to play anymore because everyone just beats me. Yes. (laughs) That's it. That's my phase. (laughs) (laughs) And it goes so much faster on BGA because everyone is probably already better than me at all of these games. And but you know, I I still have my games there that I have fun playing, even if I lose every time. Well, also, you don't lose which every is what time. keeps me around. You don't no. win every time. Because when you're playing a multiplayer game, it is rare that you come in at the bottom. You're almost always in the mm-hmm. middle someplace. Now that feels like losing. I'm a you very middling player. <laughs> well, but it, it is one of those things where it's like, because I, you know, I've said this, you know, I've said that many, many times. It's not the winning. Winning's not important. I just like playing the game. And then I started playing with people that were good and I started losing. I'm like, no, no, no. Winning's important. Um, so I get it. But in some ways, also not losing is important. Because yes. like, yeah, when you're coming in the middle, feeling middle of the pack, you're looking at the numbers, the scores, you're, you feel good still. Um, and like, sometimes when you feel like, oh, I got so close this time, like this, I had a really good game of Railroad Inc. for me today. I was, I'm probably finishing top three, which for me is big. And this was in a group of people who like, won the Railroad Inc. tournament and all played in the thing. And I was eliminated before we got to the finals in that tournament. So this felt big for me. And yeah, so that keeps me keeps me playing that game, keeps me around. But um there are some games that I just keep losing and I'm done with. <laughs> and and that well and that's fair because it's so there is a game um Barrage. I think it's Barrage. Uh something about mm-hmm. you build dams and stuff like this. And I want to like this game. But every time I play it I come in last and I have no idea what I've done. Like none. <laughs> and I'm like, I am good at a lot of games. This one though, I want to like, but I'm not, it's it's not something I can get into because I just, I feel bad at it. Like I have just, I'm just mm-hmm. lost every time I get into it. So, and that is a feeling that I'm not used to in games. I know others have 
that feeling more often. And I'm not trying to pat myself on the back or anything. I'm just trying to understand how others, when they play games and they just don't get it right away, like, oh, that's how this feels. No wonder you don't like playing this game or that game. Because if you don't mm-hmm. get it and you're, you never feel like you can get better or you never can win, then it's like, okay, yeah, this just isn't fun. I'm going to move on to something else. Um, other games, like Great Western Trail, I'm really good at. I don't know why I'm good at it. I'm just like... I'm very good at this game and I love this game and I want to get other people into this game. And then I see the score disparity, what disparity that whatever that word is. Disparity. That, disparity. Um there's a G in disparity. <laughs> I know there is. Um and, and I see the difference there, and I'm just like, okay, how do I describe how to play this game better? And I'm actually gonna type something up on Discord and like like basic strategy to Great Western Trail, because I'm curious if I can actually put into words my approach to the game and i would love to see that in more things like things that just in general it's like here's a complicated concept here's the things to focus on to make it simpler because i don't see this particular i don't see most games as a complicated concept i say oh i need to do this so i'm going to do this 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 and this and it just kind of like like makes sense to me although i did just get smoked in um beyond the sun and that was unexpected. So um, congratulations to those of you who smoked me on that game. Thank you very much. But um, in any case, sometimes you just do bad. And that happens. And sometimes they even lose at Railroad Inc. And that happens. And I think that's what keeps it interesting is to know that I can still lose. If I don't try, I can still lose. At the same time, I don't know that I would still be playing Railroad Inc. if it wasn't for the fact that every time a game gets created, 11 other people immediately jump into play. Mm-hmm. Because that keeps it interesting. It's just a shared experience and saying, you know, the fact that I beat you by one point. I looked at your score and I'm like, wow, I'm, that's, that's a really impressive score. Like, I was proud of you. And then I looked at my score and I'm like, oh, crap, I beat her by one point. She's going to hate me for that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like... Being able to play on BGA and play more often, it feels less bad to lose because you get more options. It's not like, and so many times a game just ends and I don't look that closely because I had fun playing it and that's what matters. And I don't have to like go through and analyze our instincts, which is probably why I don't get better. (laughs) But I don't know. And I like to try new things. Like right now, we're playing two welcome to games and I can just try out different strategies in that and not feel too worried. Just see what happens. Uh, I don't know. Maybe BGA is still our current phase, but I feel like we had kind of cooled down talking about it. Talking about it. Yes. As much. I still have at <laughs> but least we're 10 still games there. We're still there all the time. <laughs> Me and Chris, at least. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And I actually Fletcher, I am curious, um, putting you on the spot. Why did BGA not become a phase for you? Huh. I think I, I don't I don't know exactly. I think some of it has to do with the super janky and non-intuitive <laughs> interface. You get over that pretty quick though. Well, I guess I'm not over that hump yet. <laughs> um there's so there's that and then I don't know. I think it has to do with kind of like that video game. I haven't played video games and I I mean I mean I guess it's it's technically now a video game, even though it's like a you know digital board game. But I just haven't been playing video games um, over you know over the past four months or so. All right, I'll give like it sitting to down you. on so my now computer. Now it's time to get back into video games. Yeah, you should try yeah. BGA again. Yep. The next tournament we run, you're going to be mandatory involved, and in order to keep you checking in and taking your turns, I'm going to make sure that you have at least five other games going on at the same time. Oh my god! As long as as long as it's not blood rage, it's not blood rage. But it it sounds like a lot, but it's really not. <laughs> Especially when you have like, because you know, I'm looking at I have ten games right now. Let's see. I was gonna say I think I only have five games going, and I'm like, oh, I only have five games going. <laughs> I have one, two, three, four, five, six, eight right now because a couple of them just ended. Oh my goodness, Chris, this is gonna be so close. <laughs> I'm four points behind you in fantasy right now. Oh boy. <laughs> Speaking <there's>, of phases. <laughs> and there's six minutes left in the game. Six minutes, 40 seconds left in the game. 
Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow, this is going to be you could so much closer. You thought it was over. I did think it was over. <laughs> all right. But speaking of, um, all right. So the eight games I have going on in BGA, um, again, talking about phases, I have a Great Western Trail game going on. I have determined that I always want one game going on, never more than one. Um, a game, a card game about cows called Mao. Um, yeah. But then I have Welcome to Just One, Railroad Inc., um, uh, Netta Valier, which is a card drafting game. It takes about eight seconds to take a turn. Um, Century Spice Road takes about eight seconds to take a turn. And then I have a couple heavy games. So that's Lost Runes of Arnak and Great Western Trail. So really what it is is, yes, I have a lot of games going on, but many of them are just log in, take your turn, and you know wait until it's your turn again. And then I have a couple meaty ones because I don't want to have too many meaty ones going on at once. But that's the kind of thing where it keeps me constantly checking to see, hey, is it my turn or not? Um, I get to play lots of different games. I get to play with lots of different people. I get to try out a bunch of new games. Um, and I like doing that. And anytime I'm like, oh, I'm down to two games, I'll just go on to the, our BGA notifications thread in our Discord. And like, there's usually several to join or you just post a new one and, you know, all of a sudden it's full. So, yeah. It's not hard to stay involved in this. And is BGA a phase? I don't know. Not I mean, Yes, obviously. Everything, eventually we're going to stop playing it, right? But it's a phase like just I don't playing. know. Me and Chris are going to be 100 years old and still in the home it. next yeah. to each other, still playing Railroad Inc. But it's, it's one of those games where it's one of those... It's a platform that allows you to experience a hobby. So I would say BGA is less of a phase and more of an aspect of the board gaming hobby that I enjoy. And But I do know that some people, they'll play one or two games on it and then just kind of walk away from it. It's not their thing. And that's why I asked you specifically, you know, what is it that had you walk away where the, you know, there's many of us that will have dozens of games going on at a time. Um, I'm going to click on... Steve, so I just clicked on Steve's name here. He has 15 games going on right now. I'm just looking at the other four players in my, or other three players in my Great Western Trail. Um, uh, JC Wolfhart, 11 games going on right now. And uh, JL Hoover, he has 19 games going on right now. So, like, it's not, like, my dozen is is kind of at the bottom of the barrel here. It's, I'm, I need to add more games let's see how many i actually had three games end today and now i'm only in three games and i'm like we need to go start we need some more railroad inks we need some other stuff going on (laughs) i need to start some games exactly so somehow the phases got into board game arena but seriously if that's not one of your phases right now sit back and examine you're not spending enough time in our discord yeah (laughs) if that's not one of your phases it's you're just you're doing it wrong you're just doing it wrong um but yeah, so I I um the the thing that I'm trying to come to terms with is right now is Keyforge. So Sydney is very excited that Keyforge is back. And I really like the game. I really liked it when it first came out. And one of the things that can drive me out of something is kind of like, you know, you and Pandemic, it, like once you know it too well, it can become less interesting. I don't know Keyforge that well. I'm not like a Keyforge master. I'm good, but I'm not a master at it. But what's ended up happening is I now know a group of people that take it far more seriously than I do. And I'm finding that if I don't take it that seriously, I find it less interesting because I'm not really thinking about it the same way as them. So I'm trying to like find a balance where this is still enjoyable to get back into the game, but not in... It's it's complicated, right? So we're going to Keyforge Celebration in two weeks. Um, so I'll be in Minneapolis if... Well, just outside Roseville, I think, is where this is at. Um, in two weeks. And I'm hoping that this is going to be like a ton of fun and I'm going to really enjoy competitive play and all of that. Um, but otherwise, I will enjoy just playing it kind of casually at home with Sydney occasionally. And I may be just fine with that, which will end up having the game fall into a place that a lot of my most favorite games do, which is I really like it. I don't play it anymore. And I'm wondering, like, 
I think Fletcher for you, like video games can be like that, right? I really liked that game. I would play it again if somebody wanted to watch me play it or wanted to learn or whatever, but I don't play it anymore. Is that oversimplifying? No, that's that's pretty much it. Usually once I'm done with a game, I'm done with it, and I I rarely ever go back to it. What about you, Kitty? Would you ever a story-based game? Yeah, would you ever get back into Keyforge just because, hey, you had fun the first time? And added on to that, why did you stop playing the besides time? Um, was there a different reason that you stopped playing Keyforge? I was very pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that just takes So up, you were playing um, for two. Yes. <laughs> I was playing for two. It just just existing while pregnant takes up more mental energy than I always anticipate that it should. Um, but it does. And it it eats away at your brain until it becomes mush and I could no longer hold complicated rule sets in my head. And that timing coincided with a new release that I felt like I couldn't keep up. And and so I felt like I was, especially being friends with such high-level players, and I felt like I didn't want to, one, spend a lot of money, and two, spend a lot of my limited mental load holding on to it anymore. So I let it go in favor of other things that were more engaging to me at the time. And also, we were all living so far away from each other. Like, you and Sydney and Doug were the people I played with most often, and you guys lived like an hour away. I was driving like an hour from the people I wanted to play with. And it it wasn't that I didn't want to play with you guys anymore. It was that it was too hard to do it. So, I didn't. <laughs> Is part of getting back into something... It's sort of dependent on, so like you said, you played with the the four of us, um, or the three of us, I guess, and we kept playing and you stopped. So now coming back into it, you're not much coming harder, into the same place, right? Much more intimidating because you guys have all this basis of knowledge that you gained in the time when I was away from it. And with Keyforge, it's a little bit different because everything stopped for a while, there was like this break time where I feel like now there's a lot of people who are coming back to it. And I did back the game found. Um, I, I want to call it a Kickstarter, but it's not a Kickstarter. But I jumped okay, in okay. there and I, yeah, I pledged <laughs> <laughs> and I'm getting some decks and I'll probably play them, but I don't know if I'm ever going to hop back in the competitive circuit. I don't know. It's just. I don't feel like I can, I can play it casually, and it's a lot of work to play it competitively that I don't know if I want to do. I don't know. So that that's that. That's the complicated. I feel like that's a different side of phases than I have hit before <laughs> in this topic. I go apparently I go through a lot of phases for a lot of reasons, and I did not do a lot of introspection. So thanks, Chris, for making me do therapy here hey that is what this podcast is all about (laughs) treatment treatment for our condition i just took a turn in railroad inc where i advanced one spot landed on someone else's building and gained one gold and that was my entire turn for those who play not railroad inc um great western trail and for those who play that you know huh but i think in the long run it'll work (laughs) out anyway it's just a phase i'll get over it eventually I don't know. Great Western Trail is amazing. I, but I, I don't know. I also want to, I'm going through a phase right now where I'm trying to get rid of all except for my most favorite games. And I'm hoping that that's a phase I don't end up regretting because I think that's something that can happen too. Kitty can be like, this doesn't bring me joy and gets rid of a whole bunch of stuff. And then later on says, oh, it did bring me joy. I just was wrong at the moment. Is that possible? I cannot think of something that I have let go in my decluttering life that I've been like, oh man, I really wish I had that back that I could not just replace. There are things in my life that I no longer have. Like my mom gave away all of my American Girl books and I'm still upset about it 26 years later. (laughs) (laughs) But there's nothing that I chose to get rid of that I regret that hard. Well. I I probably will not either because I'm of the mindset that I haven't played these games in forever, so I might as well give them to someone who will. Um, that said, if anyone's interested in games, I will be putting a list on Discord 
and you can some games i'll just ask for shipping others i will actually ask for real money but um i am going to be putting up a lot of good games probably like there's i've looked at some of these and i'm like this is a quality game and i shouldn't give it away but i'm going to because it needs to go to a better home but that was two episodes ago. I think we were talking about top fifty. It'll be one hundred. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to narrow it down to one hundred games in multiple categories. So that is the phase I'm going through right now. Another phase I'm starting up again is Keyforge. Um, I really am enjoying the game coming back. I'm enjoying the new set. I don't tend to enjoy competitive atmospheres, and I think that's the thing that's stopping me from. Um, well, I don't I don't enjoy serious competitive atmospheres in fact that's next week's podcast topic and I, every time i say that i know it changes but next week we're going to talk about um <laughs> competitive versus or casual versus competitive play like the difference the mindset when you go in to play something casually versus when you go in to play to compete because that's another thing i've been really kind of struggling with lately is i, I like the game i just want to play the game can I play it casually against people who want to be really competitive and still have fun? And I'm not sure if I know the answer to that or not. So spoiler alert, that's what we'll be talking about next week. Um, anything else to cover on this? Kitty's starting a bunch of I don't think so. games. So I'm, I'm just trying to, I saw you already joined one. Don't, Oh, no, no, no. That's what I say. I'm Kitty's starting a bunch of games. So I'm trying to join them before anyone else gets in there. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's the secret that me and Chris actually have from our Discord is that we'll often text each other our game links five minutes before we put <laughs> before it in the Discord. <laughs> yeah. just and uh, for the record, we usually have Fletcher on those same email chains and he just completely it's ignores true. us. And we invite <laughs> him to play. He quietly ignores it. Yeah, last week we invited him to play on Wednesday night saying, hey, Fletcher, want to play? And you know what Fletcher did? Pretended he didn't see the text message. Silence. <laughs> I it was, was so a Halloween ghost prank. Yeah, cricket. <laughs> he's like, it was like six o'clock in the evening, and he's like, oh, I'm so tired, I can't even respond to this text message. That's what happened. I wasn't gonna call him out, but Chris did. <laughs> <laughs> just, it just came up. All right, on I that was note. beginning to believe my own feud was real <laughs> that I made up for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Is it time for me to read? It's time for you to read. Save us from tabletop ourselves. Game talk. Ugh. Tabletop yeah, Game Talk is right a proud now. member of the... Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. You can read it. I'm typing your name in here. Tabletop Game Talk is a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. You can be part of our live recordings Monday nights, 8.30 Central Time. I talk about it at the beginning of every single show. Join our Discord to continue this conversation as good as it is. Also, you can join our BGA games if you're there as well. The show notes have all the links you need. Just go there. Um, and, oh, Kitty's changing the names again. Oh, man, that was, all right. Fletcher, your turn. <laughs> you know, Chris, when you read Kitty's part, it, it kind of comes out as word salad. <laughs> Everything I say is word salad. It's, it's like a potpourri. And not a very good salad on top of that. No. It's got it's like not. cranberries and olives in it. It's bad. Yeah. It's like jardinera mixed with fruit salad. <laughs> All right. That's pretty bad. Um, just read your yeah. minutes. <laughs> okay. Hosting fees and giveaways are sponsored by our patrons. Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, Sahara Wentworth, Michael Finley, Listener Doug, The Gift of Games, Jason Strong, John Lewis, Joe Hoover, Danita Hersey, Jim Conrad, Lightning Steve, Gary Bunker, Peter Fleming, Andrew Fayash. John Williams, Sir Sully, Matthew Droke, Timothy, Paul Romer, Nicholas Lotz, Weatherman Keith, Leanne Verhol, Stephen Judd, Marina Stevens, Ben Gary, Sean Peck, Michael Yanikowski, Jeremy Fisher, Christopher Dong, Terrence Mintler, Richard Yossi, Token Fan Forever, Stephen Falcon, Joe Romero, David Radke, Brian Arnold, Courtney Falk, Ryan Ellett, Dan C., Darren McClellan, David Gardner, Jesse Wheeler, Charles Pearson, Agnes Toth, Ron Nelson, Aaron Moore, Don Gilstrap, Glenn Cotter, Eric Slander, Adrian Dong, Eric Huffman, Jason Rodney, Justin Willard, Jerry Wong, Sean P. Kelly, Christy Keel, Monica Witchman, and Michael27. Did you put my name in here and I'm not looking at the notes? <laughs> uh, thank you to anyone who has ever been a patron. Your support means the world to us, past, present, and future. If you'd like to go from a future patron to a present patron, Links are in the show notes. 
Those are the words that Chris wrote here that he never reads. (laughs) Until (laughs) next week, keep playing games and having fun. I'd say we're normally better than this, but we're not. Nope. If this is your first <laughs> episode and you're still listening, well, awesome. You are a lifelong <laughs> listener now because this is all it is. Please tune in next week.